the Public News Service Daily Newscast for March 1st, 2023. I'm Terry D. Arizona Secretary of State Adrian Fontes says nonpartisan voters are and will become increasingly important for the Grand Canyon state, but he also worries about the state's political climate. Fontes says the idea of election denialism, or what he refers to as, quote, emergent fascism, is an imminent threat to Democratic institutions, subsequently leading to what he believes could be the surrender of the peaceful transfer of power. Fontes says he is taking an assertive approach to protect democracy, as well as instill trust and civic faith in Arizona's election system by actively fighting mistrust. I'm really worried that we've gone too easy on the election denialists in our conversations. I'm really worried that we haven't held their feet to the fire for the fascism that they're proposing, that they are trying to move forward with. Fontes says he is working with Republican Senator and former Arizona Secretary of State Ken Bennett on a ballot images bill that aims to fight the mistrust. Data continues to surface about the impact of federal pandemic relief that was distributed to states as the COVID crisis took shape. Minnesota Community Action Partnership says the American Rescue Plan resulted in 153,000 low-income households around the state getting energy bill assistance and more than 105,000 residents receiving rental assistance. MNCAP's Bill Grant says offices around the state worked overtime to ensure the assistance got in the right hands. The funding addressed needs that were at the top of the priority list for households in poverty in Minnesota. Grant says there are bills in the legislature recognizing the need to extend aid that has either reached its limit or will eventually do so. Iowa lawmakers have advanced a bill to tighten the rules for people who receive unemployment benefits. The legislature already passed limits last year on how long a person who was out of work can receive that aid, and under this measure, people would be required to do more to get it. Senate Study Bill 1159 would mandate that unemployed Iowans complete more aggressive job searches with up to a half dozen applications every week. Polk County Democratic State Senator Nate Bolton thinks the measure would be bad for employees and the companies they go to work for and telling people they need to accept positions or risk losing their unemployment benefits. You're putting pressure on people to take jobs they have zero intention of staying into for any long period of time. Critics of the bill say it will make it even harder to fill seasonal jobs and make Iowa less friendly overall to potential employers. This is Public News Service. This week is National Eating Disorder Awareness Week, and experts want more education, funding, and research to combat the problem. Eating disorders can range from an unhealthy relationship with food to a lethal obsession with overeating, undereating, or both. Lauren Smolar with the National Eating Disorders Association says this illness can show up in someone eating drastically greater or lesser amounts of food than they typically do. It could also mean that they are not interested in eating meals with other people anymore. Drastic changes in shape or weight can be a warning sign of an eating disorder. But even cause for concern could be just changes in mood and shifts in attitudes, the way that they're talking about foods. Researchers agree that eating disorders are a mental illness, not a choice. A Shelbyville, Tennessee housing rights group is celebrating a recent win. 
the Bedford County Listening Project, the Shelbyville Tenants Organizing for Protection Campaign, and the Shelbyville City Council have voted to establish a housing committee to study and make recommendations for safe housing. Sophia Tillett with the Bedford County Listening Project says the campaign was started when neighbors spoke of substandard housing despite continued rent increases. There were a lot of bug issues. There's a lot of mold issues. The buildings are dilapidated and falling apart. There's holes in the floors and the ceilings and leaks. She says the apartments in the most disrepair were renovated and the residents have moved back in, but adds some problems still exist. A Michigan-Indiana tribe has been awarded a $100,000 federal grant to study the possibility of creating its own power utility. Mark Richardson has the details. The Little River Band of Ottawa Indians will use tribal energy capacity grant funding from the Bureau of Indian Affairs to perform a tribal utility authority feasibility study. Eugene Magnuson is the executive director of the tribe's economic development arm, Little River Holdings. He says the tribe sees operating a power utility as a way to exercise its independence, diversify its holdings, control its energy future, and reduce costs. Energy sovereignty, I think, is the next arena that tribes are starting to look at, and one of the ways is going through solar, wind, and all those technologies that are available for tribes to get into. The Little River Band was among 18 tribal entities funded during the Bureau of Indian Affairs' January round of grant awards. The tribe is located in Manassee County in the northwest part of Michigan's Lower Peninsula. The tribe's main income enterprise is the Little River Casino Resort north of the reservation. Magnuson says tribal leaders have not yet set a deadline to complete the study. I'm Mark Richardson. I'm Terry D. for Public News Service, member and listener supported. Heard on interesting radio stations or your favorite podcast platform. Find our eight trusted indicators at publicnewsservice.org.